Hey, how's it going, everyone? It's another episode of Self Truth Shit. I'm your host, Joshua Self. You can find me on Twitter at Magus of the M. Uh, give me a like, give me a follow, subscribe if you like what you hear. Last week, I spent some time with my family, and um, there's a lot more time doing things that were important to me. I had a lot of schoolwork that I had to get done, and I still have schoolwork to had to get done, but you know how that goes. It feels like it's never ending, you know? But I wanted to take some time to talk about a few things that I thought were particularly interesting. And I want to start with uh, this seven-year-old kid, uh, Benson, who raised $22,000, and he donated his money to... Uh, we build the wall. So there were a few things that that were um, kind of funny about the whole situation. One, he made this money selling hot chocolate. And this kid is from Austin, Texas. So I don't know if you know, but in April and May in Austin, Texas, it's hot outside. And it's extremely hot outside. So this kid is selling hot chocolate in the fucking heat. I mean, I know we want to support, you know, our young entrepreneurs, but seriously, who the fuck is buying hot chocolate in May in Texas? Uh, oh my gosh. That's, that's insane. Like that's some real dedication. Um, that's the kind of thing that really gets certain entrepreneurs much farther ahead. So one, the fact that this kid was seven, two, this kid got um, advertised on like the national news and everything. So he, he had a, a good head start and he, he gave his money to help build the wall. So, uh, I mean, Trump supporters are doing something. I don't know if I really can uh, get behind their objectives and whatnot, but they are doing something, which is a lot more than many of us can say. So um, he said he's switching to lemonade now, which makes sense, but I feel like he should have been doing lemonade from the beginning. I mean, hot chocolate in Texas? Wow, that's crazy. Um, a couple of weeks ago, there was some really great news, though. Morehouse College students graduated from college. It was an HBCU. And the speaker, a Robert Smith, is a billionaire. He decided to take on the debt of the students that were graduating from Morehouse. 396 kids graduated in 2019. And Smith is going to pay their student loan debt, which on the one hand is fantastic. It's phenomenal. Like it's a great opportunity for them. I hope that they are able to maximize this blessing that they've received. But the part that's created to me is that combined, these 396 kids are $40 million in debt. So that averages to $101,000 each. $101,000 each. 
that's a lot of money for these kids to be leaving school with. Like that's a lot of debt for them to each have. Like that's crazy. And we expect that these kids will get a job that will allow them to pay this money back. We had to go so far into debt to get an education so we can hopefully get a job good enough to pay off the debt that we had to get into the first place trying to get a good job. That's crazy. I'm not saying that we should have free education everywhere, but the cost of education is ridiculous. And as the job market gets more and more competitive, having a bachelor's degree becomes a much bigger deal. And in many cases, a bachelor's degree doesn't even mean anything anymore. These kids are getting their bachelor's degrees, they're moving out into the world, trying to do their thing, start their career. And on average, these kids are leaving school with over $100,000 in debt. So kudos to this Mr. Smith for stepping in, doing something that was big for them. Granted, he's just going to write it off, so it's not really a big deal to him. But for these kids, having this debt removed as they begin their their life outside of school, that's a big deal. It's a huge boon, and I'm happy for them. And I, I'm happy that he made this a public statement like, hey, I'm willing to help the next generation. I'm willing to help these kids that are trying to come up. And he did it publicly, and I, I like that. And I hope that more people who have the means to do so are able to uh, lift up the next person. And I will say that it's crazy how much money some of, uh, a handful of people have. The fact that this guy is able to essentially give 396 people over $100,000 each and not break a sweat, that's insane. That's a lot of fucking money. Um, last week, Illinois uh, passed a law that will go into effect in January 2020, um, basically more or less legalizing uh, marijuana. But what's special about this particular one is that they made sure to include a clause that allowed people who were currently imprisoned for like possession and those types of charges for weed specifically would be released. And I think that's the big thing that a lot of people have been pushing for is instead of just let's legalize weed, let's get the people who are in prison for weed charges out. There's several states right now that have basically legalized weed, but the people who were arrested for drug-related offenses pertaining to weed. So we're not talking about heroin. We're not talking about cocaine. Um, those people are still in prison and doesn't seem fair. Like it's not right that they're in prison for something that is no longer criminal. So kudos to Illinois for stepping up and including this provision for the people who are currently incarcerated for what will soon be no longer criminal. The president is at it again. I'm not really going to talk about the president because I don't really care about him. But Dollar Tree 
is in a position where it's likely to no longer charge one dollar for everything. If you're not familiar with Dollar Tree, the entire objective is that literally everything in the store costs one dollar, you know, plus tax or whatever. The issue though is that because of some of the tariffs that are being raised right now, the, the cost of goods from places like China are going up, which will make it basically impossible for Dollar Tree to keep its prices at $1. So Dollar Tree's already been testing what they call uh, like Dollar Tree Plus. And they're basically like giving it a world, trying to see how people respond to it. And there's a good chance that they'll be upping their prices on at least some of their goods. I doubt that the entire store will go up in price, but some of the things that are, are in the store are going to be, be more than a dollar now. And th their entire business model, though, is if we keep everything at a dollar, instead of people coming in and spending one dollar, you know, in eight cents or nine cents or ten cents, they'll spend ten dollars, twenty dollars, forty dollars because they can get so much, uh, at least perceived value for their buck. And it's a dangerous trend because they're basically leaving their entire business model. Um, and I hate that the increase, the tariffs are making it too hard to uh, get their goods at a cost where they can keep their price at a dollar. So the age of the Dollar Tree as we know it may quickly be coming to an end. So the Warriors and the Raptors are meeting for the third time tonight. My inclination is that the Warriors will take it, but injuries are kind of getting in the way of the Warriors. Like they're not at 100% right now, and their vulnerability to a big man is being exploited by the Raptors. Whether or not the Raptors will be able to take that down, we'll, we'll see. Like at, at full health, the Warriors win by a mile. Because they're got so many people that are getting hurt, uh, I think the Raptors have a good chance of actually um, at least getting this game. I don't know about the series. We'll see what happens. But I think overall, um, it's been a it's a good series. I think I imagine it'll be six games regardless of who wins. So I'm looking forward to their their next meeting. I think one of the issues that is in front of the Warriors, though, is that a lot of their um, players, the contracts, um, they'll be looking for getting max and super max contracts uh, after this season. And obviously the Warriors can't afford to give everybody a super max contract. So the team that we know right now will no longer be so in the next year. It's unfortunate. Like I've enjoyed watching these guys grow into um, what I would consider a dynasty. And it's one of the few that they were able to get to this point without making a whole lot of trades and whatnot. They basically just cultivated the people who are already there. And it shows what can happen when you really invest in the folks that you have, when you really believe in the people that you have. And you see these guys being selfish, 
work together. Like you see their their ethics, and next thing you know, you've got uh, a championship caliber team that continues to outdo not anyone else. They just outdo themselves, and by outdoing themselves, they're outdoing everybody else. So we'll we'll see what happens in the next year. Um, like how greedy are these people going to be? Like when we're talking about money versus winning championships. Um, it's a it's a question that athletes have to ask themselves all the time. You know, um, Durant could have gotten more money if he had gone to another team when he left Oklahoma, but would he have won a championship? Ain't no telling. Um, but he decided to take a little bit less money so he could get get that ring. Because at the end of the day, you know, ten years from now, twenty years from now. No one's going to say, oh, how much money did so-and-so make? They're going to ask, how many rings did so-and-so get? And, you know, when it comes to these athletes, yeah, money is important. This is their job. So I understand all that. But if you really want to be considered among the greats, people are going to ask, you know, how much, like how many rings did he get? Charles Barkley is a great player, but no one really considers him among the greats, because he never won. You know, Patrick Ewing, a great player. Karl Malone, amazing player. But when we talk about the greats, he's really not ever mentioned, you know. He never won. There are very, very few players that are among the greats that people even mentioned that didn't win. Like, Allen Iverson is one of those few exceptions where he never won, but people still talk about him as one of the greats. The last thing I want to mention before I get out of here, the X-Men movie that's coming out uh, this Friday, Dark Phoenix, it's, you know, it's a a bittersweet thing. You know, Fox has had the rights to X-Men for over a decade now. And it's um, not a decade, 20 years. My bad, guys. So... You know, we we had the farewell for the Wolverine character specifically, and this movie is poised to be the farewell for the X-Men as an entirety. Now that the rights have transferred, um, I'm curious to see where they take the characters. Like, there's many ways you can just write in the X-Men into the... Marvel Cinematic Universe without breaking a sweat. And whether they want to keep the same actors, um, what what direction they'll go in terms of the X-Men remains to be seen. Honestly, I don't feel like you would need to recast any of the X-Men. Like Most of these actors are young. Uh, Most of them are talented, you know, a fast bender, James McAvoy, like these guys are great actors. Bringing them into the MCU would just be a boon for the MCU as a whole. So the question is, where do you put the X-Men? Like what storylines you want to have? Like what direction do you want things to go in? Remains to be seen, but I'm I'm hopeful for the future and I hope that this movie is much better than X-Men 3. And I hope that uh, the X-Men get a proper send-off. I can't imagine being as good, you know, 
as Logan, the way Logan kind of put on the heartstrings and all that, I, I doubt it will be of that caliber. But hopefully, you know, something along the lines of X-Men 2, um, or at least like, you know, X-Men First Class and like that, where it's a solid movie and it does the X-Men franchise justice as, you know, X-Men move on to um, the next phase of where they're going to look like, you know, there ain't no telling what they'll look like after this. But I guess that's about it for this week. I'll have a, a bonus episode coming up in a few days. Um, it's been good talking with y'all. Y'all have a good weekend. 